Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore as a Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. A Paolo DiCaprio. West Ham Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Thank you very much. My name is George. I'm here with John. Hello, John. Hello, George. How are you? I'm smashing. How are you? Really good, thanks. Good. And I'm here with Nigel. Hello, Nigel. Happy days. Where are you? Uh, I'm in me shed. And all that. Yeah. Uh, George hasn't had his dinner yet. (laughs) (laughs) I've just had a chicken dinner (laughs) with roast potatoes. We had a chicken dinner this weekend, didn't we? Winner, winner. Uh, 3-1 victory against Manchester United of all teams. Uh, We were all there. We all enjoyed it, other than Sean, who's not here tonight, because he is in Chi-Town. Uh, and he was in Chi Town <laughs> this weekend. Is that what you call uh, it? Is it? Yeah, that's what the kids. That's what all the kids call it on the streets. Oh, Chi Town. Yeah, yeah. What's Chi Town? Chicago. Why is it called Chi Town? Well, ever since Will Smith sung about it in Miami, I think it's just stuck. Well, you used uh, to call it Sea Cargo from Sharky and George. Remember that? I do. Yeah, <laughs> Sharky and George. There you go. Anyway, uh, anyway, it's not a uh, it's not a popular culture podcast. <laughs> popular culture in inverted commas talking talking about Sharky talking about Will, talking about Will Smith and Sharky and George. I'm not really sure it's popular, but well, we, we lost right, the, on. Yeah, a rainbow today, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did bless him. Also, George in that he gets yeah. around, doesn't he, George? Does. And Sean Bangle. Oh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's not a kids' TV show podcast. Uh, let's get back to Man United because we have got Macclesfield to talk about, but I thought we'd lead with Man United because obviously Macclesfield was was a great result, but none of us were there. Um, so let's start with Man United. Who who expected it? Did any of us expect it? Nigel, John, did you see that one coming? Um, oh, I, my belief grew as we made our long-winded journey there due to dodgy trains and various issues and uh, I do believe as I passed Nigel in the concourse I did say that I fancy a win is that correct Nigel? You did actually, you did say yeah I think we'll win and then I sort of went (laughs) (laughs) yeah we definitely won't then yeah we definitely won't then I think that's exactly (laughs) what I said yeah well I just think we were up for it weren't we, we came out flying from, from the very start and it's a kind of kind of thing we've done before, and if we don't score when when we're on top, sometimes we run out of steam and and the other team scores and the heads go down. But because we got that goal, be it or not offside, I think we deserve one. As as our friend of the show David Hauptzig uh, said, 
you know, Kevin Nolan was onside all those years ago at Old Trafford when we scored an equaliser, so we deserve one back, and there it was. Karma. Uh, what a good finish, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. Unbelievable finish. It was an unbelievable start and a great finish to the move, and that all played out right in front of us. And in real time, it didn't look offside at all. And it, we, we did see the finish, and we were more than impressed, weren't we? But we, yeah. it was nothing more than we deserved. We came out all guns blazing. I think in the first 20-odd minutes, I think we had sort of got to have close to 70 80% of the possession, I would have thought. If Sean was here, he'd, he'd have that stat, I'm sure. Well, I don't have the um the time possession stats, but I could probably get the the full the full possession stats. We had forty nine percent, they had fifty one. Yeah, but I, I do think the first sort of twenty minutes or so, we, we really laid down a marker at that time, and we were playing really well. Everybody was right up for it, and everyone was playing, and the the pass and movement was was like I've never seen before. For well, not for a lot, well, not at this stadium anyway, and. No. It was it was more than impressive, I tell you. It was one of those games where you just really didn't know what to what was going on, you know. Do you agree with that? It was just yeah. I don't, I I think is it Pellegrini's style of play? Is it clicking? Are all the players clicking? Nigel, were you surprised to see us come out so strong from the yes. beginning? If you look at the Chelsea game, we defended deep got men behind the ball, <clears throat> tried to hit Chelsea on the break. It's Man United, totally different from the off. We were in their faces, pushing, pressing, keeping the ball and attacking, uh, far more attacking attempt, uh, um, intent than the Chelsea game. So you could see a, a, a definite change there of, of tactic. So whether Pellegrini, obviously, whether we'd have done that against Chelsea, they have got better players than Man United that will pick you apart. So, but that's, in a way, that's the right way to play. Horses for courses. You, when you're a team like West Ham, you can't just play one way. You have to have different options. And last week, it was men behind the ball. Defend, defend, defend. Try and nick it on the break. Nothing wrong with that against the top, top team. Which we nearly did, yeah, didn't we, by we all counts? Did. Yeah, that's true. Yarmolenko should have done better with his header. I think, actually, we did learn after the Man United game that Yarmolenko can't head a ball. Because uh, <laughs> he seemed to foul on a couple of occasions. But he's got good feet. So he's growing in confidence. It's a confidence thing, isn't it, football? When you when you on the upward spiral, things like what Anderson did will come off. If he'd have tried to do that in his first game of the season, he'd probably missed the ball and it'd have gone through his legs and he'd look silly. But we've grown in confidence off of the Everton win and into the Chelsea game and now against Man United. Our biggest win against Man United in the league since 1982. So, yeah. Nice stat. Nice like, stat. I'm just, uh, I, yeah. I haven't looked this up. I think Ashley Grimes got sent off for Man United that game and we beat them 3-1. So is it our, our biggest league victory against Man United against 11 men? Well, since definitely since that time. I mean, obviously you got the cup game uh, 2010 where we beat 4-0. Yeah, yeah. But th- th- this, is, that was good yeah, this is the first time we've beat Man United by more than one goal since 1982. So obviously, Nigel, we we missed the the Chelsea game because we were on George's stag and that. So, I mean, could you see the organisation watching that game? Could you see the change in, you know, or the continuation of the attitude from the Everton game? Could you see it against Chelsea? You you could see that it it set up a game plan to contain Chelsea. uh, In a way, let them have the ball, but if if you keep the bodies between the, the goal and, and them, so they could have the ball. They had a lot of the ball around the penalty area, didn't do a lot of damage. They got through a couple of times, but came up against Fabianski, as did Man United. Man United, you know, in games, teams are going to have opportunities to score. 
that is going to happen. Mm. But I think what we're seeing is as well what a keeper Fabianski is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's worth a shout out. I mean, there was a couple of chances in the first half, not long after we went one up, that he made, he pulled off a good couple of saves. I mean, that header from I'm telling you, yeah, that is yeah, top yeah. draw for me. The, the from yeah, Fellaini to get down on his line and push it out. Um, yeah, I'd. You know, it was fortunate last week against Chelsea with the Morata one that hit his face. But then again, he got himself in a position. When you're a keeper, it don't matter how you stop it, as long as you stop it. And and this week, I, I they gave them command of the match a no ball. I don't know about you. It weren't. For, it's hard to say. Oh, he didn't deserve it. But I, I'd give it to either Declan Rice or probably Fabianski for me. To be fair. Yeah, I think Noble probably was up there. I mean, I saw some stats today, him versus Pogba, and he completely run Pogba off the pitch. I know Pogba only played 60 minutes, but he did, he had, well, had him in his pocket, as they well, say, the, didn't he? The good thing about Noble, well, the thing about Noble is people, for some reason, whatever, perhaps we've all done it, I don't know. I used to back Noble to the hilt till he threw that geezer to the floor against Burnley last season. And I thought it sort of betrayed the West Ham calls in a way, as as a West Ham fan as a kid. But on the pitch, yep. he, he does it time and time again. He gets accused of not having the legs and everything else. And he just he's gone out there and shown that he is a Premier League player. You know, he can hold his own in the Premier League with the best of them. He can do it. Whether he can do it every game, I don't know. But that's why you have a squad, isn't it? But uh, yeah. it's, it's, he's been helped with the young legs around him with Declan Rice and the sort of tenacity of Obiang, it has helped him, hasn't it? You know, it's helped him to sort of concentrate more so on the on the good things that he can do in a game, which is find the pass and he can spray the ball about, can't he? Let's face when, it. When he has, I think and his it, problem is when he's supposed to have a more defensive role, I think that's where he's left lacking. So if you look at some of his a couple of his best season when people were talking about England was when he first had Chiarty next to him. And Chiarty, we knew, could play centre-half or cent, uh, central defensive midfielder. So that perhaps freed Noble up, knowing that he didn't need to get back. Having Declan Rice there, and Obiang's a more defensive midfielder as well, has freed Noble up, so he ain't got to worry about defensively. I mean, look what happened. Was it the Bournemouth game? when he was supposed to track back and the geezer left him the dust and ran through. I mean, he ran through four other West Ham players. But, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but no, you could see he was treading water. He was never going to catch the geezer. When you've got Obiang and Rice to do that, he don't need to do that. And I think that's what's freed him up. And he's an out ball. If he just sits there, defenders get the ball, give it to him. We know he can keep the ball, turn yeah. and give a good pass. And we saw that, didn't we, on Saturday? We saw the times that the ball came to him and then you saw Anderson and Anatovic run off him and the Armalenko as well making the runs and he was, he, he, I mean, a couple of times he found him and I mean, there was a couple of times for Anatovic, didn't he? The ball got, one he, he, he stretched and missed, didn't he? Yeah. And one he took down and miscontrolled it. But, you know, yeah, it, that that is, you know, is it by luck or by chance that we've they've ended up with these three? But it seems to be working, doesn't it, in the middle? as much as the three up front do as well, don't they? I mean, it's the whole thing is just it's just absolutely having like the last game we actually were at was the Wolves game, and you know to the difference. The difference is is yeah. stark, Nigel, isn't it? It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, whether that was it's hard to put your finger on what caused the first four defeats when we look at how we're playing now, I mean, wouldn't we love to be facing Wolves next? Yeah. You know, because I, th- I don't think that result... Well, it's only Brighton. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing as only, only Brighton. But you know what I'm saying is it's just a shame that realistically six points that we would like to have had have gone down the Swanee because we played yeah. the, perhaps we played them too early under Pellegrini. But 
Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's it's all clicking and, and the players are spending more time together and he's having more time with the players. You know, the, it was a mixture of new manager, new signings, too many new signings and too many players, new players playing in the team too quickly, I think that's mm. what happened. And I think it's all it's all it's all bleeding coming together. I mean, I'd never have thought at the start of the season Diop and Balbuena would be the starters. But the, the, they, well, they deserve to be as well. The pair of them played absolutely brilliantly on on Saturday. Mean, if we did only pay four million for Balbuena, what's a steal? Yeah, you seen that that um interview that Mourinho's done? That's been flying around on Twitter, where he said, uh, "I'd like to congratulate the scout who found Diop for for West Ham. He's an he's a beast of a defender, yeah. or something like that." He says. But yeah, yeah, they are. They've, and and that's the basis now, isn't it? I mean, again, you've you've got, you know, you've got Zabaleta. Zabaleta was unbelievable, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, every, to be fair, everyone played so well. You could, it's hard to pick them out. But I mean, the legs, even right in the like the eighty eighth or ninetieth minute, he was making runs, wasn't he? So yeah, you know, he's it, impressive. He obviously looks after himself, doesn't he, the boy? Well, Hopefully, yeah. Fredericks can learn off of him. Hopefully, yeah. Fredericks can use this time while he's not playing and in training to train next to Zabaleta and look at what he does. Because that that's the benchmark, isn't it, realistically? Um, nine years yeah. at City he had. Um, and you can see why they gave him the send-off they did. Because, yeah, he's, he's going to come go down as one of them cult heroes, I think. Not long enough to be a legend, but he's going to be up there. Yeah, he's he's make, making this sort of impact that member Stuart Pearce made yeah. when he came through. Yeah. You know, it's there again, isn't it? It's and he, he, you would you reckon we get another year out of him? I know his contract's up, isn't it? Oh, I'd look at him now, yeah. and I'd be tempted to give him a year with an option of another year. I know it's if you look at it is as you said, he lasted the full ninety minutes. He's, what's he now? 34, 35? 33. 33. Well, yeah, 33. so I would give him a year with an option of another year if both mutually agree. It depends. He might want to go back to Argentina. We don't know. But, I mean, I would definitely be trying to yeah. tie him down for another year. Yeah, why not? He's deserved it. Yeah. Do you, do you think it was harsh that Yarmolenko's goal wasn't given to him? <laughs> oh. No. At the time, we said it was, but having looked at replays, you know, might have been going off target. <laughs> he uh, he put, he had another good game, another solid performance from him. Um, he did. Let's hope he keeps getting better and better. And I'll tell you, he did really well as well. He he got a, a, I remember him getting a really sort of loud round of applause for the work he did. Was uh, Snodgrass when he came on, didn't he? He was yeah. chasing down everything. He was. He seems to have turned a corner with us, hasn't he? He's kind of got a bit of oomph back within he, him and given all the stuff that well, didn't wasn't it um didn't Sullivan come out and slate right. him at some point and yeah, he tweeted kids begged and him he, not to sign him yeah and he tweeted saying thanks for support Mr Chairman and all that sort Brady of stuff highlighted him kind of about being a player that we'd bought didn't fit in didn't play waste of money but it seems like that that's um, all been brushed under the carpet isn't it? and he's, he's part of the team very much and a good player to have in the squad I think I, I think after he came on he, he chased around harried them I think had lost the ball and even Mark Noble I think gave him a round of applause yeah. in the middle of the pitch yeah um, but that's what so that's what you want see. off your subs, isn't it? When you when you when you're yeah. fighting for a result like that, that's what you want. You want the fresh legs to come on and just run. I mean, Antonio didn't really do it when he came on. He was a little bit disappointing. If you're going to pick anyone out, you know, he didn't look. There was a few times I was watching him and he just wasn't chasing back. And why not? You only got you only playing for 15 minutes. Just run. But it's I don't know with Antonio. It's it's weird because at the moment, if you look at the front three, we got Anderson. Yarmolenko, Arnautovic. None of them are strikers. No. Arnautovic was never a striker. Well, try we tell, as try a telling player. him that now. Well, no, that's 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 the funny thing. So we bought him as a wide player. Um, 
Antonio is not a striker. He, he is a right winger to me. So he was brought on for Arnautovic. Totally different type of player. So, I don't know. There's something not right we can see. I don't know. Perhaps he's just on, you know, he's at his peak. Mm. He came out of left field. I didn't really know a lot about him. It took him months, didn't it? There was that funny David Gold tweet about he's missing and he retweeted it. Have you seen him? He got brought in. Perhaps he overperformed the first season. Yeah. He got an England call up, didn't he? First year and a half. Yeah. First year and a half. Perhaps he overperformed. Well, moving seamlessly on, he, he nabbed himself a goal on Wednesday night, last Wednesday against Macclesfield. Snodgrass got two. It was a good performance. 8-0. Nigel, is that is that up there with one of our biggest victories in, in modern times? Yeah. Um, obviously, you got the 10 against Berry. That uh, I think I was fortunate to be a 13-year-old in the crowd. Um, then Yeah, he's talking about modern times, Nigel. <laughs> modern times. <laughs> yes, modern times. <laughs> hey. uh, depending on how far back you want to go, definitely. If you think of recent, normally they're going to appear in the in the League Cup. Uh, those type of performances. So if you think who we've played recently, Atkins and Stanley, we were lucky to beat one nil. Who are they? Yeah. Um, who did we play last year? Bolton Wanderers, I think we had in the cup last year. Um, well, I think there's no there's no doubt in that that yeah. that victory helped spur us on for the weekend. And I think for for players like Perez to get a goal, it's important. He's off the mark now. I think Frederick's got a goal. A little bit of confidence there. And then we had the um the youngster Grady Dean Garner, who, who came who, on, didn't he? he came who on, on managed Saturday. to get on for a couple of minutes on Saturday after he was stood on the sideline for five minutes, but. I think it just shows you that those kind of games, you, if you put a strong team out, it does help the whole team and gives the whole place a lift no matter what. Well, the difference no being, you're playing. isn't it? The difference being is that this time, you know, normally we would have won that game 2 or 3 nil in the last 20 minutes of the game. Mm. But this is really the first time I can remember us just going out there and just steam, steamroller in a team that you're supposed to steamroller over. Yeah. I can think of other teams scoring seven against us recently, but I can't <laughs> like me. I've been racking my brains. I can't even think of when we've scored six. But it is is a question for you, Nigel. On Saturday, that because we we weren't there, we we were away or something for when we beat Chelsea last season, or when it was yeah. was was Saturday the best atmosphere you've heard there. Because it was for me, it was the it was the the most I've seen that place be engaged. Yeah, I, I I mean the benchmark is the Chelsea Cup game when it all went off. <laughs> that was that was a bit extra, uh, but yeah, I think I think I was I was at that game. I think it's up there definitely. Yeah, I think it's is as for it's probably the best league game atmosphere we had. But when you get 50,000 people up and going, as they did have there, I think the Leicester game last season was good. You know when we were on a downer and the fans responded, we got a two-all draw, I think. Yeah. That was pretty decent because that stemmed from the fans taking it upon themselves. But I think this game, yeah, but then again, when we watch a performance like that on the pitch, we are going to respond. I mean, not saying I said so or whatever, but I got interviewed by ITV at the last game with the bowling and they asked me about the atmosphere and I said it's going to be difficult at first. But the atmosphere stems from what we see on the pitch. So it's up to the players to get us going. And that is that is the, the fact, you know, that you're going to have five, six thousand which when dotted around that ground get lost that we'll sing, chant and whatever non-stop. But us, you know, yeah, us I, I, lazy people yeah, sit upstairs. Now. <laughs> yeah, 
to get us going, we, we we get it. We feed off of what's going on on the pitch and the, and the other fans. So to get all fifty thousand going when everyone's going, it is a good noise in there. Yeah, it was certainly, certainly noisier, and it was certainly a lot of singing coming from other areas. But it's saying yeah. we we right next to the away fans. It's the first you time need I can everyone, remember though. it coming you from the more end and stuff. Yeah, because that's the thing when. The, where you might hear it down there. When you, you, I look over at the Bobby Moore stand and I can see him clapping and whatever. Can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. I don't know what song they're singing. So it, it relies on the other fans picking up that song, singing it and bringing it around the stadium, like a Mexican wave in a way. Yeah. yeah. Of singing for it to all get on. That's the problem with the big stadium, though, isn't it? But there, there were, that is, yeah. There was also the obligatory pictures appearing on Twitter and that of. Uh, the Man United fans in their shirts sat in here in our ends. So uh, that's where all the empty seats are normally, I guess, all the Man United fans who bought season tickets for that one game in the cheap seats. Does that bother you? Um, yeah, a little bit. Shouldn't, I, don't, I mean, I think in, in today's world of segregated everything, it, that it just shouldn't be allowed. They, I mean, if they are going to be Man United fans... Don't wear a shirt. You know, don't make it obvious. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But my making it obvious, is it's got to be against the regulations anyway, isn't it? What a thought. I don't know. I, personally, as someone that for years as a West Ham fan, used to go and sit in the opposition end, and as a youngster, like an idiot, actually wore West Ham hat and scarf in the members' end at Tottenham. Uh, <laughs> well, well they, uh, yeah, well, you can't speak. I, <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah. I only did that once. <laughs> I bet you did. But, uh, uh, so, but I stood on the shelf with with my mates, who were all Tottenham fans, as a kid, and and I stood on the shelf and cheered for West Ham while we got beat four nil on a Boxing Day. Um, but the Tottenham fans around me just laughed at me because <laughs> they were kicking our asses. Um, so I don't have a problem. I mean, yeah, I, f- I find it a bit foolish. I wouldn't nowadays walk in with a West Ham shirt and sit in Anfield, sit in Old Trafford, sit Arsenal, whatever, but uh, sit at Tottenham. But I have done it loads of times. A lot of my mates are Tottenham. I go Tottenham with my mates. And, you know, I might sit on my hands and I might not jump up and down, but I still don't have a problem with... We've got to, we've got to behave ourselves, haven't we? As long as they're not being stupid about it. Well, All right. Well, uh, that's Man United and Macclesfield kind of covered. The only person on the podcast that was at the Macclesfield game is Sean. It's his first game um, of the season. It was his first game of the season and he saw more goals than we have going to all the other games put together. <laughs> but... Uh, he isn't here tonight. He is in Chi Town, as we touched on earlier. Uh, Chicago. In in true Sean style, he's recorded a bit for the podcast. So, Sean, over to you. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening from Chicago. Um, I, I say that at the moment, it's around midday in Chicago. I'm just about to fly back, so I'll be missing the podcast tonight. Um, but I thought I'd send you a little message. Um, I, I did go to my first game at the London Stadium 
to the Caribou Cup. Um, I missed, what did I miss? I missed the first two games because I was away in Spain and then I was in Prague at Georgia Stag do so I missed the Chelsea game. But I did mention, I was the only one of the three who went to the Caribou Cup and I've seen the most goals. So I saw all eight goals, stayed to the end. I felt I had to after missing uh, the first three games. Unfortunately, the weekend just gone, I missed the Man United win uh, because I was uh, flying to Chicago for a wedding. Um, but I did get to watch it. Half past six in the morning, I had to wake up to watch it. Um, but um, watch it, I did. Uh, fantastic win. But I'll come back to that. Let's talk about the, the League Cup. Um, I think there was about 21,000 of us that went. So if, if in the future lots of people say, uh, I was there, I watched the 8-0 win, well, there was only 21,000 people there. Um, it was one of those surreal experiences where, you know, we know they're bottom of the league, they're 92nd out of 92 clubs, uh, but they held their own. And, and I I said to one of the regular season ticket holders around our area, I said, you know this is going to go to penalties. And for 28 minutes, um, it was complete stale, stalemate and there was really nothing happening. But when that first goal went in, it sort of... Um, they capitulated and, and, and they just gave in and it was goal after goal after goal and it was a great celebration and a great, you know, uh, all level positions difficult. And we know West Ham always do it the hard way. To see eight goals, I, I don't know how many goals, I'm sure Nigel will know how many goals there's been at London Stadium this season, but I still say to the boys, I've watched probably more goals than them watching eight go in, West Ham goals that is, go in at, at the London Stadium that one game. I think I've still got a few in the bank, even though... We scored three against uh, Man United. Um, Man United game, um, what can I say? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> waking, I woke up at half five in the morning, still with jet lag in Chicago. I was going to go and see the Chicago Hammers, but unfortunately, my hotel's a little bit out of uh, downtown Chicago. So it would have been a sort of 45-minute Uber ride there at sort of um, 5.30 in the morning. Uh, and a 45 minute back so I, I watched it in, in my hotel room um, but what what a great start um, capitalising on Jose Mourinho and Pogba and all the disaster there but let's, let's not overshadow it how good an organised West Ham were uh, again with Rice having a great game Fabianski being the sign of the season and you know to get that early goal in five minutes Settled the nerves and and really it was it was one way traffic wasn't it they didn't really put up that you know even we we were two 0 up at half time um, uh, who was it was it Martial uh, no it was Rashford who got two uh, one but even then who steps up to to you know guarantee the points of course it's it's Marco Anatovic you put him in front of a goal he scores so look. Um, I hate to say I told you so, but I did say, uh, well, actually, I said it would be October until we win games, so I was wrong. I, I wrote that blog early on before the season saying Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, if I'm honest with you, I expected nothing from Chelsea, nothing from Man United, and we got four points out of those two games. So well done, Manuel Pellegrini. Uh, the team is starting to pick itself uh, and onwards and upwards. I mean, we only can, with, with two wins like that, we'll probably get spanked now at, um, at Brighton, of course. <laughs> uh, and, and, of course, we've got Spurs coming up. Wouldn't it be great to beat Spurs at the London Stadium as well? Um, but there you go. Uh, that's it from me. Um, I'll, I'll give a prediction for um, Brighton. I will go for my famous cheeky... 1-0 win away at Brighton. Come on, you Irons. There you go, John. What do you think of that? That's <laughs> typical, typical Sean, isn't it? Just likes the sound of his own voice, really. But, yeah, you know, it's a long four and, a, four and a half minutes, wasn't it? And, you know, it's all stuff he's heard from somewhere else as well, so. Yeah. Okay, it's time for <laughs> this. Oh, fuck. Oh, Nigel, <laughs> you're right. I was just listening to the music and then dropped me phone. Oh. Do you want me to do it? Uh, 
Uh, I'll do it. I've got it in front of me, so I'll oh, do it. Back record. Nigel posted nine hours ago. God, you're organised, Nigel. Back, back recording tonight after last week's break. A great two-week period for the Hammers with three wins and a draw. Where do you see West Ham finishing in the league and can we repeat the Spurs Cup win last season to go for, for Caribou Cup glory? Do you like the way I did that? I did. That's very nice. That's see, the way you pronounce it, isn't it? I think it's Car- Carabao, isn't it? Caribou, isn't it? No, it's Carabao, I think. I don't swear on it. But... All right, we'll look that up. We'll look uh, it up. Taffy, Taffy Woolback says, first off, a thank you to Shedman for the shout out a few weeks back. Second, thanks for posting early enough for me to comment. Third, wow, what a game. I knew we would come good. I'm still in a state of shock at how well we played and controlled the game, plus Manu being so bang average. Uh, thank you, Taffy. He, he says some other stuff. We'll move on. Matthew Kemp says, getting excited now. Great result. Hope we can keep up the momentum. I'm realistic, though, so 10th or 11th would be reasonable. And, of course, a cup for the trophy cabinet would be even better. Jeff Shorter says, it's Europe all the way, and I don't mean my holiday to Spain. Christopher Dineen says, first of Love the cast, lads. Thank you, Chris. And what a great performance from West Ham in the week 8-0. Then to turn the Manx over 3-1. What a week. Got to be a top-half finish. And then we have a shout for Europe. We are on the up. And 2-0 West Ham versus Brighton. Peter Rogers says another pair of great results. It was good to see the youngsters getting a run out against Macclesfield. What's your opinion of the club holding out on Declan Rice's contract requests? I think we're a bit split on that, aren't we? Because I personally think just give him what he wants, tie him down, keep hold of him. But Nigel, you think he's been offered enough, don't you? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I think you, you have got to learn from your mistakes. We did make a mistake, and I know he's being penalised for mistakes in the past. But I'm afraid that's what has to happen. He is still a young player. He is still learning his trade, and therefore, you know. He has to, you know, it's hard. It's like we check our brains in when we're football fans and we throw out figures like they're not real money. But I think mm. if he got 20 grand a week and 15 grand a game, I think that is a good wage for anyone, let alone a 19, 20-year-old. Even though City could come in and give him 50 or Man United or whoever. But what you do is you tie him down to next season... If he's still in the first team, you put him on 20 a game, 20 a week. So you write it in the in the three or five-year contract that every year. And if he becomes the, the, the superstar that actually we all believe he will do, then you write that into the contract. So international. Superstar clause. Well, in a way, yeah. If you become an inter- <laughs> a, a full international for the Republic of Ireland, as I believe he should be, then you give him extra money for doing that. John, your opinion, please. Um, I'm I'm a bit sort of nonplussed on it, really. I don't. I mean, I just believe they they will do a deal and he'll be staying. And I, I kind of feel is it probably naive that he actually wants to stay and is his, you know, his agent is pushing for obviously the best deal we can squeeze out of them. But I think he wants to stay. The deal he's got at the moment doesn't run out soon, does it? It's got another two or three years left in it on it or something like that. So I, I don't just, know. I thought it, thought it ended sooner than that. I thought, I thought it's got another couple of years left on him. But I, I would sort of agree that what Nigel was saying then, if you, if he agrees a five year contract now and then ends up in five years time, on 60 grand a week or whatever it is because of his inbuilt bonuses and he stays in the team, that seems fair. But, you know, he, he might just be happy with a blanket according, 35 grand a week. According to the know. Daily Mail, his deal ends up in the summer. Is it? It's mm. been put out, he's only on three grand a week. And there were people complaining, I heard, about him being on three grand a week. But let's get this right. He's on three grand a week because he hasn't signed a new contract. So this new contract was offered to him before. Yes, he played games last season, but before this season, where actually he has stepped up 
and, and played to a higher level, I believe, than he did last season. And that's the problem. It's a never change. More consistently, thing, isn't he? It's more consistent. Yeah. So it's a never change. Last season, yes, he was Amory the year runner up. I think that a lot of it was because he was such a young kid and come from come out of the youth system and it was a bit of a sympathy vote. But I think the stats bail out, he made more mistakes at the back that led to goals than any other individual central defender. Now, you forgive him that because he is a youngster. And the only way youngsters are going to get better is by playing first-team football. Some mistakes will happen. But it's tough because every game he plays, it looks like where I'm going, well, the contract does need sorting out because the last thing we want is him getting away. Yeah, and it, it expires this summer, yeah, Nigel. Is that, you understand? Uh, Sean's the man to ask, and he he does tell us, and it just you know who listens. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we love you, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marion says, "I predict that West Ham will finish higher than my placing in the Super Six, which, before Nigel says anything, is not that difficult." It felt strange going to the rented ground last Saturday, actually experiencing a win and not being disappointed. We could be on a roll now, so a, spur, a win against Spurs is a real possibility. Uh, the board need to price this one right as to get a maximum crowd. Oh, and one for Sean. It's pronounced Myrion. 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 Scott Beak says, you guys should take breaks more often. Is this what happens when you do? <laughs> not bothered about where we finish good football and a good cup would be a great start as with time we will get better and better Ed Hughes says Spurs in the cup will be tough hopefully they will turn out a weakened side and we'll put out a full strength side we'll beat them anyway Ed I mentioned a few weeks ago we were just missing a bit of team cohesion and it would all come good think it's clicking now just need Rice on a contract and I'll have nothing to moan about I think he did actually yeah. I remember that comment. Lewis Trout said, well, this upturn in form has shut me up. I said I'd hold my hands up if Pellers started to turn it round, so my hands are up. The back wheel skids will get their revenge in the cup, sadly. Shame as I thought we'd finally be in with a shout this year. Arsenal get their annual easy home cup tie in a competition, I see. I don't know who they got. Chris Hooper says, couple of more quality players, in pos- possibly in January, and we should be aiming 7th or 8th. Still need a midfield and a decent backup to Arnie. Matt Floyd says is Arnie fully recovered or is he still playing with a slight injury I read today he was still injured playing yeah, with a bad come knee he asked for a substitution at the end of the game yeah. also with Fabianci playing fantastic where does this leave Adrian off in Jan or happy to be a number two we'll see yeah. on the bench he seems happy enough at the minute Roger Ribeiro says what a result and performance would you expect one or two additions in January to maintain the current performance level I'd be surprised yeah, I don't so know about I'll... any of you lot any of you lot but I'd be surprised I'd be surprised and also I don't know we'll, we'll wait and see until January but at the minute you don't want to disrupt the the um, the cohesion Douglas Woodhurst says, I still think we'll struggle to get into the European places, but top 10 would be okay. We love a cup run and another win over the Spuds would be cracking. Rice continues to perform out of his skin and please for Anderson getting off the mark. Agreed. Gary Prince says, what date do you think the Spurs Cup match will be with them playing Monday night that week? Um, I don't know. Nigel, what do you think? Ooh, that would be a problem. They're playing Monday night. Um, I noticed that Everton Southampton has still got their tie to play. Uh, so I don't know why they didn't play last week when everybody else did. Whether they'll move it then. Because I'm pretty sure there's no way they're going to play Monday, Wednesday night. No. They are at home to City on Monday, 29th of October. Well, that ain't going to be Could moved. be Thursday, could it not? Could it be Thursday, Sunday? It's Thursday last year, wasn't it, at Wembley? Was it? I think it was. I remember going I remember to the game. Well. I don't remember. I might be wrong. Uh, Nigel, have you got Twitter at all? Shall I quickly no, jump I over to Twitter? I do have Twitter, thank you. Do you want me to open it? Um, <laughs> it's all right, I've done it. Oh, go on then. Uh, we have one from Canningtown Len. I don't make predictions, but I hope you're all enjoying the football. We are. We are. We are. Wonderful, Len. 
Ryan Darlow sent us a gif of Ace Ventura saying, are you there? We are here. Um, and Aaron Turner's after a Brighton away ticket. And tagged us in it. That's about it. Uh, Nigel, Super 6 Fantasy Update, please. Yes, Super 6 Fantasy Update. Any music? Super um, 6. Super 6 Fantasy Update. Super 6 Fantasy Update. Oh, I was going to do my Alan Freeman impression again, but it's been a bad week for the Nigel. <laughs> fell out the top five, fell out the top ten. Forgot. Oh, dear. Yeah, forgot to do it on the Tuesday night. And I'm just... Oh well, I see. I think I think someone should put it out there that they, you can do it in these weekdays because I'll completely yeah, I forget think I'll as have well. To start putting updates up. So oh, so if you're listening today, which I doubt you will be. So if you're listening tomorrow, which is Tuesday, you better do it quick because there's games Tuesday night, uh, Champions League on the Super Six. Quick, do it quick. Listening Wednesday, have a look. You've probably forgot. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not going to do it with you for forgetting because I need to get back up that table. Uh, this week's winner, uh, Simon Pope, uh, God bless you, uh, with uh, 19 <laughs> points he won this week. Uh, John Wilkinson, hey, 18. Hey. My mate Peter was uh, 17. Paul Turner with 16. Uh, some good scores. John Bucci, 16 points. Oh, oh. thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, my Marion, 16 points. My Rion. Yeah, my, yeah, that's it. Um, so a, a good few. I, I only got 10, and I got cheated because Bleeding Everton got a third, and I had yeah, two. Yeah, what more. a joke, what a joke. Oh, no, dear, oh, dear. So that, for the season, means the top 10 looks like this. Top 10? Nigel, just do top five. Yeah, okay. In at 10, <laughs> David Stringer, 113. So's Dave Partnell at 9. John Stansfield, 1114, with Greggy English at 114, up in 7. Uh, in at 6 is Keithy Smith with 116. And taking my spot in 5th is Adam Darlington from up north. From Darlington. Uh, Tim Sharman, uh, in at 4, 118. Benny White, 119, uh, 3. Andy Dennis, 120, and still, and he seems to be running away with it. Leader by 12 points is uh, Walt Disney. Uh, sorry, Paul Disney, I should say. Uh, who's obviously not Mickey Mouse at this because he keeps pulling it out. So many puns. But, uh, the king of the one-liners. Fantasy uh, update. Top, top three on the fantasy, please. Top three on the fantasy. Let's go to the fancy. See, look, this is live, people. I'm so prepared. Natural broadcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening, Ian Dow, this is probably what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we've done a good job tonight until now. To be honest, do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, what? I'll ask good. Ian. Give us some feedback. Yeah, let us know. Ian. Yeah, Tell us, know, us what yeah. you meant by they're not natural broadcasters. It could be this bit. Uh, Either that is because we can't be bothered to edit it out. Right. I am. <laughs> uh, I've still got some players playing. Uh, so I've got Josh King playing and Tompkins playing. So I've only got 59 points so far this week. Uh, which Are you in the top the three? Table. Are you in the top oh, three? Oh, I'm oh, in no, the top not. 159. <laughs> Just. So here we go. Top three. Uh, in at 10, Loftus Cheeky Nando's, great name, Dan Harris, has got 450 points. Knee Jerk United is 451. Living Philippa Loca, see these names are really good. You should get extra points for names like that, 453. Better Off Heartless, 455. In at 7. Uh, down to 6, team name. You're Dan because you've got a boring name. Kieran Shalou, 456. Real Social Dad. Hey, Mark Kerslake up at five, four, five, eight. Don't know where this comes from, but Mongolian Forces FC, the old uh, Genghis Khan mob, uh, my cousin, four, five, nine. Oh, it's in the click net. Uh, then three, the top three still the same. The So Solid Crew, four, six, one. Billy Bonds Bambino's four seven five and Barton Town FC top of the pole number one Matt Floyd four hundred and eighty one points top of the league yeah top of the league 
Thank you very much, Nigel. Right, um, there's no. some great names here, people. I just want to point out, Chicken Tikka Mo Salah at 22 did make me laugh, as did... Where's the other one that made me laugh? Uh, no Kane, no gain. Oh, that was a funny name. A bit more adventurous with the names, better than mine. Even though up to 49, this name is one of the worst names I've seen on here. The westhamway.co.uk. Come on, he's using us for advertising. What's going on here? <laughs> he's giving it to him. He ain't, he, up, up to 49 he was. He's got 64 points this week, which is more than me. Uh, and For those of you still awake, <laughs> it's time to predict Brighton away on Friday night. Nigel, you going? I am going. I'm going as well. Can't wait. Uh, John, what's your prediction, please? Um, I predict 2-1 to the Happy Emmers. Nigel, please, your prediction, sir. Uh, I predict 3-1. I predict 2-0. We're all a bit confident after our... Yeah, it's all getting a bit weird. It's not good, is it? (laughs) (laughs) We'll reconvene next Monday then, shall we, James? Let's do that. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Two Monjas podcast. Podcast. Uh, I've been George. John has been celebrating our upturning form. Sean has been in Shire Town. Nigel has been in Iron United on video. Oh yeah, 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 it's here. Yeah. Can't see Search. it. Iron United, West Ham United, three-one uh, highlights in words. And uh, if you scroll through to about, well, watch it all. It's worth watching, but eight about eight oh eight, I think you see the familiar face of Nigel Calm. That was a band, wasn't it? Eight oh eight state. Hey, it's hey. also a type of drum. Oh, was mm. it? Thank you for listening. Come on, you irons. Up the Evans. Bye. Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> I've missed a professional. Gets it wrong. <laughs> you just made Sean's day there. Eh?